Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the only beer podcast where the hosts come mostly out at night. Mostly. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 63 and tonight we continue our journey through beer exploration. But instead of beer, we are going headfirst into hard cider. So sit back, relax, and learn about why we don't fuck with the woodchuck. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by Tavor, the craft beer delivery service that brings independently brewed beers right to your door, but you'll hear more about them later on in the show. For now, Lauren, how you been? Well, Robbie, uh, I've been okay. Uh, This week, my company had a huge malware attack, and instead of giving us the day, they're making us use our vacation time. Uh, to make up for it, so fuck them. Um, but other than that, I've been uh, been pretty good. How about you? Nice. I well, I thought it was going to be a good day. Um, I did something this week that I've never done before. And I feel really bad about it. Oh no! So um, I went to my fridge to get a snack, like I do many times a day. And have you ever dropped an entire block of cheese <laughs> on the dirty floor, Lauren? <laughs> I mean, uh, an entire block of just freshly peeled out of the package cheese. Robbie, I've dropped a lot of things on the floor, but I'm not a fucking monster, so it, no. Yeah. Um, I've never lost a child, but I get it. <laughs> so this week's been pretty rough. Oh, no. Well, couldn't you just, like, wash it off oh, or, like, I, I cut off to, like, that slice? Yeah, I had to, like, trim. Trim all trim the edges. Cheese. I had to trim cheese. Lauren. Oh, trim what a cheese. waste. Sometimes I trim the cheese if, like, there's a little bit of mold on it, but (laughs) my my cheese doesn't usually last long enough to get mold on it. It's usually the cheese I I have at my parents' house. Your cheese gets mold? That's a weird problem. No. Yeah, so I had a, that was a pretty bad week. But other than that, it's been pretty good because uh, my birthday is tomorrow. I was just going to say, happy birthday, Robbie. Yeah, thank you. It's not my birthday yet. Well, happy early birthday tomorrow and late birthday when this comes out. Cool, perfect. I'm turning sixty-four. Uh, more like eighty-seven. On the on the uh, yeah on the outside, but inside I am still thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird Benjamin Button thing I got going on. I don't really know. Yeah, anymore. it works for you. Yeah, I have no gray pubes. I think that's the important thing to take away from all of this. I don't have any pubes anymore. Really. Yeah, I was gonna like, say, didn't you that. just shave them all off? Or did you know, the other yeah, half still there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have any gray pubes. I'll have to ask Danny. <laughs> Although I usually I'll ask the person mine. that doesn't own my pubes. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking this week, Lauren? <laughs> well, Robbie, because we're doing a cider episode, I am drinking Exodus by Saintly Cider, which is a Woo. local cider company uh, located in. That's not that's not local because it's Massachusetts. Well, it's it's pretty local. Um, they're located in I think Raleigh, 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 Massachusetts. Yes. Um, I heard about this cider from the Brew Roots podcast, um, and it's not found anywhere else except, like, a very small area of the northwestern part of Massachusetts. So I, I usually stop in, if I'm over near Portsmouth, uh, to the Amesbury Cider Cellar. Um, beer Cider Cellar? Meh, something like that. Uh, so anyways, this is a dry hopped hard cider. It is a 6.9%. Um, and it's pretty fucking good. It has some nice rum and, uh, I think that it's, I think that it's brewed with citra hops, maybe? I could be wrong. Um, a cider? Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah, which is really nice. Uh, so it has a little bit of reminiscence of, of beer in there, uh, with the hops, but 
I really like Saintly Cider because it's not a sweet cider. It's it's really dry. It's a dry. Yeah, they, all of their ciders are like really dry, and I'm not a big fan of like really sweet things, especially when it comes to ciders. Um, so I think that this is delicious. It's crisp. It's appley. It's beery. It's fucking delicious. So nice. yeah, what are you drinking? Oh well, thanks to you, I guess I am also drinking a Saintly Cider, but I am drinking their Cornerstone Hard Cider. This is like their flag they call it they call it their flagship cider basically uh crisp dry and light not brewed with any hops like lauren's also 6.9 percent yes it's not bad i like i like a dry cider but it's not super fruity yeah i don't know i, I don't get a whole lot of apple from mine at least but i think that's because they're so dry it kind of takes away from the the like sweetness that you usually get from like that sweetness yeah. helps bring out like the fruity flavors uh, so because it's not as sweet, the fruit doesn't come like you through know, as well. You know it's a cider, for sure. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. Like you said, it smells like a fart. Like I, was worried <laughs> yeah. that, I was worried that when you sent it to me that it went bad or something. I was like, oh, no, this sucks. The only cider I have for the cider episode. <laughs> and it, it went bad. But, yeah, apparently it just smells like a fart. So Yeah, I opened mine up, and I, I took a whiff out of the bottle, and I was like, oh, I remember having this, and it didn't taste like how it smells and then i took a, a swig and i was like oh yeah no it's yeah. still good it just it smells funky it smelled like a fart it's pretty much what it was yeah and i've actually had a few other saintly ciders um they make a heart and soul one which is brewed with uh, hib- uh hibiscus and mint and that was really, really good yeah the the mint wasn't super strong but it definitely gave like a like a freshness to the to the cider um mm-hmm. and then they have one that i haven't had yet and it's called everything nice and I bet you can't guess what it's brewed with. Sugar and spice? Uh, kind of ginger and spice. No. <laughs> um, ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, uh, peppercorns, and cloves. It's kind of like a chai tea, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot of lot going on. But I really like ciders with ginger in them. Like, I right before we started recording, I had the uh, the Citizen Cider, the Mayer one, which is mm-hmm. their, their ginger cider, which is, like, my favorite Citizen Cider because I love ginger-flavored things. Um, oh, and Collective Arts just came out with a, I don't know if they just came out with it, but I just got there, um, and it has like apples and cherries in it, and it was, it was really sweet, but it was also pretty good. Tart? Mm. Yeah. I would, I would drink it again, but I couldn't drink two of them in a row, because it was, yeah. it was just a little bit too sweet for me, but. I, yeah, uh, I like a sweet cider, but it just has to be made well. Like, I can't drink some of the, the, the mass-produced things like angry orchard i just can't yeah i can have like one and i'm like all right that was enough because this is gonna give me a headache oh yeah but well that's why i pour a shot of uh, uh fireball, fireball. If, I'm, <laughs> if i'm drinking angry orchard no, you're or just like, an alcoholic <laughs> no it's because it tastes it doesn't taste good to me like it just <laughs> they're too sweet so i need something in there to give it a little more of a kick in the ass i need to feel the burn <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> uh yeah but this is delicious i think that actually all of their ciders are 6.9 percent which is oh, really? pretty good yeah Maybe it's a joke. It's supposed to be like 69. I don't know. Oh, my God. That would be fucking brilliant. I think that <laughs> uh, the two pe- the two people that own it, um, Caleb and Emily, they're both uh, local. Like, I think they both went to UNH or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on it. But Yeah. Well, they're not going to call us out. So. Well, you never know. They might. <laughs> we could have said their cider tasted like fart. They're not going to know. <laughs> well, it doesn't taste like fart. It smells like it fart, but it tastes like delicious. <laughs> <laughs> So, as you heard in the intro, today is all about ciders, but before we go into the history and how it's made, we are going to cover some brew news that comes out of our home state, New Hampshire. Yeah, And I think, I'm, I'm sure this has been a problem in 
other a lot states. of states. Yeah, yeah we, we're just not hearing about it. And I think aside from having kids in a brewery, I think this is probably the next most talked about yeah. debate when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, what we're referring to is uh, this new issue of having dogs inside breweries or, and out on patios yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, at breweries in general. Yeah. So I have a little article here from the union leader in New Hampshire. Is that... Where's the union leader? You know what, Robbie? I wish I knew. I don't remember. Ah, who fired? I know it's it's New Hampshire. (laughs) Um, They have said, A number of state-inspected breweries and restaurants have been told to stop letting customers bring dogs to their outdoor patios after years of relaxed enforcement of food safety regulations, and they're not happy about it, which makes sense. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Apparently, some complaints, probably from like two people, made their way like all the way up to Governor Chris Sununu. Yeah, fuck that man. Fuck Chris Sununu. (laughs) So, so the dogs have been in these places for years, right? And they just haven't cared, or they've just been kind of going, you know what, do what you want. It's not harming anybody. It's it's. Yeah, that's one of the things that like breweries have built like their their breweries on is. I love breweries because I can take my dog there. If I could take yeah. mine or everywhere with me, I would. And I think it's like having dogs at places just makes it such like more of a fun atmosphere, I think. For sure. And I I totally understand not having dogs inside of restaurants like where food is like being prepared. Like yes. obviously they shouldn't be in kitchens and I understand people have dog allergies air quotes i know it's a thing but like (laughs) this art like they're just totally not letting dogs go to breweries at all even if they have like large outside patios which to me doesn't even make sense if you're eating food outside there's so many other things that are going to get in your food other than i think i think the uh, i think the food the food issue is one part of it the other issue of it is dogs obviously they're going to be dogs who are not well behaved and can't be controlled in situations like that and then I think, yes, the allergy thing could be a problem. You could be affecting somebody with allergies. Um, it just, I, I like, I kind of get it. Like, it kind of makes sense on some point where you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's 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 potential issues with this. There's potential lawsuits. Like, imagine if someone's dog bit you. Well, don't Holy take shit. a fucking dog that can't be around people or other dogs out in public. Like, that's, that's just common thing. sense. That's the thing, though. People don't care because they're not being vetted. Eh, no pun intended because dogs are <laughs> bad. You're and, funny. But, um... But, like, I can see the potential for issues. And, I'm, and I'm, the other side of my brain is like, yeah, that would suck. Like, if somebody's dog bit somebody at my brewery and they tried to sue me because they allowed dogs on the brewery, even though, according to the official rules, you're not supposed to have, like, that's a whole mess. I mean, your whole business could go under. So I kind of understand it. But that's also, like, that's on a brewery level. Like, if you're worried about getting sued over somebody bringing their dog and biting somebody else, like, don't allow dogs at your brewery but these places obviously aren't worried about that if they're allowing dogs to come because that's just like that's part of the deal but also like it it makes me so mad because i went to like a dog walk with minor when he was a puppy and people Mm -hmm. brought their dogs who like would like bark and like bite at other dogs and they were like oh yeah they're not good with other dogs i'm like then why the (laughs) fuck would you bring it to a dog walk where you know there's gonna be a hundred other fucking dogs that's what i'm saying people don't care they're dumb that and that's i think where the issue comes in i mean i don't want dog hair in my food listen i stayed at your place for like three nights in a row (laughs) and for some reason everything i ate had dog hair every robbie i could be eating out at a restaurant and there would be fucking minor (laughs) hair in it Honestly, I think that I was having lunch out the other day and I looked at my food and I was like, is this a fucking minor fur? Like, <laughs> it just comes, they're just, they're part of yeah. my essence now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, we went to, um, 
in a pipe dreams that one time and pipe dreams is huge on having dogs oh yeah which is great i don't mind it especially minor loves it he's a great dog he doesn't mind other dogs yeah he loves dogs but i remember being there and there was there was a cut there wasn't a lot there was like maybe one or two iffy dogs where you're like okay like yeah this this werewolf probably shouldn't be hanging around with these <laughs> normal nice dog do you remember that one guy had like this ginormous i think it was like a german shepherd or oh, something yeah. huge and I, I was worried. I was like, oh, Miner, don't fuck with that dog like that. <laughs> yeah, Miner, you're too precious. You're a little flamboyant I boy. <laughs> I know. He's going to eat you. And I'm like, okay, maybe you shouldn't bring that dog. Because then that gets, you know, sketchy with little kids as well, which brings into a whole another other topic of having kids at breweries. Yeah. I, we, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. Oh, dear. We can talk about that for a long time. Um, but a lot of yeah. this whole article wasn't even based on, like, dogs being an issue for, like, biting people or like biting other dogs like this was specifically like towards food health and safety about dogs which i I, again if you have a dog outside and you're eating outside like you the least thing that you have to worry about is fucking dog hair you know what i mean (laughs) like there's if your food is open to the world so many things can get in it and especially with like breweries like 603 just opened a brewery uh uh just like right down the road from where their old brewery was. And it's mm-hmm. huge now. They have a huge outdoor patio. They even have like a specific grassy area with a dog station for like you to take your dog to like let it go to the bathroom. Like yeah. when breweries are like taking that sort of like initiative to like have their brewery be dog friendly. And then people are complaining about dogs being at breweries. Like that's total bullshit to me. Like if you know a brewery is dog friendly and you don't want to go somewhere and eat where they're a dog don't fucking go there i'm sure it's a very small minority just a louder minority that are it's people who like to fucking complain yeah and the problem is it it is a rule and it's been a rule for a long time and i think that's where the issue comes in it goes i mean it's on paper it's a rule you're supposed to know this they you know what i mean you're supposed to know the health codes all this stuff and yeah i and i agree it it makes sense and it's hard it's hard to argue from it like if it was like a bullshit rule that wasn't written down i would understand it but it's like it it sucks, but it's a real fucking rule. And until they change it, you're going to have to. But the rules it. used to actually be different. The rules used yes. to be that you couldn't have them inside, but they were allowed outside. And then they changed the rules. And yes. the rules for every town is different because some rules are uh, inspected by like state inspection. So they have to be uh, they have to follow state rules. But other towns like Nashua and Portsmouth and I think <laughs> Manchester, like they're self-serving towns so or cities. So yeah, so they have to abide by the city rules. Yeah. So, like, all the rules are different, and there's lots of loopholes. Like, I could take Miner to a, to Pipe Dreams tomorrow and say that he's a service dog, and they couldn't ask me any questions about it. They would have to let him be there. And I don't encourage that because I think that's taking an <laughs> advantage of a lot, and I, and I don't which, appreciate it because people yeah, actually have people service dogs, which is kind of bullshit. And if you do that, yeah. like, don't do that because people actually have service dogs that, yeah. like, they need to have with them. So, mm-hmm don't fuck it up for everyone else but <laughs> at the same time it's like what the, what's the problem like i i don't i just don't get it it just makes me irritated i i think you do get it i think you do i do get it but i don't you understand agree it with but you're frustrated exactly yeah. you're frustrated because you have a dog and you like taking him places and i get it too but it shit happens yeah, but they are. there is a movement in place to, like, if you have a problem with your brewery not being allowed to have dogs, like, write to your local lawmakers because they're working on uh, trying to get the laws changed so that they can have dogs at their breweries. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think I think the, the stupid whiny people need to stop complaining and uh, 
the people who bring their shit dogs yeah who don't... shouldn't be around other dogs are also fucking it for everybody so i think it's i think it's on both sides yeah don't bring your stupid shit dogs to breweries goddamn uh, shit dogs <laughs> but also like these breweries do good things for pets a lot of like uh, 603, I think, uh, Long Blue Cat, uh, Pipe Dreams, they all do fundraisers called uh, Pints for Paws, where they, like, a dollar for every pint that they sell, like, the day of the fundraiser goes towards helping local animal shelters, or, like, Long Blue yeah. Cat does adoption days where they literally have dogs come in, and you can come adopt a dog, and that's, it's just doing so good for, like, so much good for, for that I don't know community. I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but <laughs> <laughs> the animal community. To yeah. be fair, you can still donate. The dogs don't have to be there to donate, so that's nice. At least they can continue to. Do yeah, that. but Both that brings in so there. much more business, and all of these businesses have seen a drop, like in their profits since this law has been enforced more strictly. Yeah, I mean, see that that I find that weird to me. Like, I, it would suck if I couldn't bring my dog to the brave. Like, oh man, that sucks. But I'm not going to stop going to that place. Yeah, but just because some people like, like but that's the, that's a stupid reason to just stop altogether because you still want to support the business. Why would you do that? But it's like, OK, well, like maybe you your dog needs to like spend some time outside and it's like, OK, well, I'll take my dog with me to the brewery because that's something I also want to do. But like now it's choosing between, OK, taking my dog out or going to the brewery. You know what I mean? I mean, you could do both separate times. I mean, I don't think it's most of a struggle as you're thinking. But. Well, the article said it, Robbie. All of these, we can ask. The, All right. the internet. <laughs> we'll have to ask some of the some of the about it. But yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be talking to Pipe Dream, one of the head head brewers over at Pipe Dreams, and they're a big part of this whole thing. So maybe we'll get to hear his side of the story. Yeah, but, um, I'd love to. Love sneak to talk to him about spoilers. it. Yeah. Yeah. See what's so. coming up, guys. <laughs> See what's coming up that you don't care about. Everyone cares about Pipe Dream. No. <laughs> oh, I thought you about dogs. Oh, no. Everyone cares about dogs, too. I do like Pipe Dreams. Well, that's enough doggy debate because it's, it's getting real dog rough world. out here. You missed my good pun for your stupid joke. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> uh, we'll redo that line. All right. Well, that's enough about the dog debate. It's been real rough out here. Oh, my God. You're so cheesy. So we're going to be... <laughs> You just said it's a dog-eat-dog world out here. <laughs> yeah. What is it? That was what's much the, better. What show? I can't remember what the show it is. And the guy's like, yep, it's a dog-eat-dog world out here, and I'm wearing bacon pants. <laughs> the Office? I feel like that's something Michael Scott is that the, would say. I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't think it's The Office. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I love that quote. Anyway, we're going to move on to our main topic of the night, and that is hard cider. Not only the history, but the process. Yeah. Um, should I start? You start? How about you start, start, and then when you're done with your history, I'll get another cider, because I'm almost done with you, this one. You start me. Oh, my God. Let's drink ciders with Robbie. <laughs> wow, that was so good. Right. <laughs> Is it bad that um, yesterday at one of the meetings we were having from work, uh, one of the guys was, like, comparing his employees to, like, famous sports people, and he brought up one of the employees and I was, he was, like, naming his characteristics. And I was like, oh, my God, please let it be Barney. Please let it be Barney. <laughs> like For sports? Yeah. For sports. I know. But, like, I couldn't even imagine. Like, if you met this guy, all you can think of is, like, the only output that this guy would ever get is Barney. <laughs> just, on, just on his voice? Yeah. Not even his. I don't think I've ever really heard him talk. But, like, just the way he carries himself. Like, I'm just like, this guy is definitely Barney. In a giant Barney. purple dinosaur suit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I work with a guy. We used to call him Eeyore every once in a while because he was—he just has a monotone voice and always sounds depressing. And I was—that's oh, one call of my other coworkers. Like, Why is everybody smiling? <laughs> <laughs> it's Steph. Okay. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't like people. All right. So we're gonna go into the brief history of. I did cider in America because um, you know history started in 1776, America. right? And everything before that was made up. Yeah. According to Ron Swanson. Basically. And uh, yeah, I think I think the cider, the real history of cider, goes back a long, long way, um, back to like what was it? I think the earliest date was 55 BCE during Julius Caesar times. Oh shit! Well, all they so had then were apples, right? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think that's how it worked, but yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. But we're gonna start in America. Um, I have a big article here from the Washington State University. That kind of wow. it, it sums it up pretty quick, and I like it. So we're gonna talk about it. All right. Only nine years after first landing at Plymouth in 1620, European colonists planted apple trees in Massachusetts Bay Colony. In colonial America, cider was the most common beverage. Even children drank it when they diluted it. Yeah. So that's not bad. I would like to that. Yeah. Talk about our fucking alcohol debate. <laughs> right? In many places, the water was just not safe to drink, which makes sense. And many homesteads had an apple orchard. Pressing and fermenting apple, fresh apple juice was the easiest way to preserve the large fruit harvest. And rural, 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 rural. Yeah, you want to try that's that? A, that's one a bad again. word. That's a bad word. Rural, 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 in rural communities. <laughs> you know when you like you say a word over and over and over again, and you just sound like a moron. Yeah, window. That's one of the ones. But <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic because you lick them all the time. <laughs> in rural weird. communities, <laughs> tax taxes, wages, and other um, debts were often paid off in cider. Cool. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate. Can that. I pay my debts off in cider? Yeah, go for it. That's a lot of cider. It was also the basis for other products such as vinegar, which was used to preserve other fresh foods and for other purposes around the farms. Uh, by the late 1800s, cider began its decline from the most popular beverage in the nation. Um, a lot of that was due to uh, the Industrial Revolution, just people moving away from the farms and coming into the cities. Mm-hmm. And when they did make cider, still in the local farms, it didn't uh, save very well to get to the cities. So a lot of times it didn't really go anywhere except the local farms. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then that's when the consumption of beer and other alcohol and spirits started to gain popularity yes. as well. Especially with a lot of immigrants arriving from Germany and Ireland. And then grain was widely available and super cheap, especially in the Midwest. So it just that's kind of gracious. slowly, yeah, it just kind of slowly started to, to pile up <laughs> on getting away from ciders, which I get. You know, you don't want to just be drinking the same thing every time. And I'm sure you can't grow apple trees everywhere. No, no. It's pretty, probably a pretty resilient fruit tree, but yeah, not yeah, not during the Industrial Revolution. Uh, the most damaging factor for cider was the rise of the temperance movement. Uh, but by the time Prohibition was enacted in 1919, the production of cider in the U.S. had slipped to only 13 million gallons from, it used to be 55 million gallons. Oh, shit. Only like 20 years prior. So that's a huge fucking dip. Yeah, it is. Uh, over the next several decades, the once proud American tradition of cider making was kept alive by only a few local farmers and enthusiasts. But in recent years, there has been a resurgent interest in cider making, and today's cider is one of the fastest growing segments of the liquor industry. Well, I think that that kind of makes sense because, like, when people migrate, they during the like industrial revolution, they're just trying to like build on what they had. So when beer came more became more popular, like you can expand on so many different varieties of of beer but why do you think that cider has like started to resurge i think it's the same way with like hard seltzers and like meads like it just goes through phases i think that's all it is is phases 
And I think now, like, these bigger companies see a different market that they can attach to. Mm-hmm. Like, Anheuser-Busch is like, we have we have this male demographic, but we don't have that female demographic. Right. Let's create a bullshit cider of our own, something that's sweet and appealing to people like that. Not just women, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that gay, demographic gay that, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to get shit-faced because I want to drink alcohol, but I don't like beer, and I don't yeah. always want to drink hard liquor because I have to mix it with stuff, so. You want it to taste good. Yeah, I think that hard cider is a good is a good uh, substitute for that. Yeah, and it's the same reason we have Four Loco and Smirnoff Ice and all these other sugary beverages. But, I mean, not ours. Ours are super dry ciders, which I don't think a lot of people like as a whole, like the whole populace. But Yeah, and actually the more that I drink this, the more that it tastes like... Have you ever just eaten like straight up apple peel? No. <laughs> like you've never peeled an apple and then just like tasted the peel? What orphanage were you stuck in where they were just feeding you... <laughs> Apple peels. Well, sometimes like you don't I don't like get to the just, whole apple. Sometimes I just like want to taste the peel, or like you Your peel mom an was apple. A bitch. <laughs> My mom's the fucking best, and you know she's it. She's making she's making food for herself. She's like, you have the scraps. But it's like that that like kind of tart. Like it 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 honestly tastes like an apple peel. If anyone out there has tried an apple peel, um, <laughs> the skin is where all the toxins are. Mm. Great That's a quote from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> oh, well, I don't watch that. <laughs> But it just tastes more and more like an apple peel, and it it, it it it's good. I like it because it's like that dry, dry taste. Are you looking in the bottle? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was it's trying to see if there were any floaties. <laughs> there are. There's Is a there ton of floaties more? at the bottom of this. You can't see it on the screen. But. Oh my god! But besides American history, I mean, cider goes back in every culture pretty much, especially in the United Kingdom. Before it was well, that makes sense. Up, you know, whatever. But yeah. Oh, and you're not done. There's a bunch left. <laughs> well, no, there's about two sips left. I was kind of milking it until you were done. Okay, okay. All so right. before we move on to the process of making hard cider, we're going to have a quick beer break because Lauren drinks her No, so Robbie. Fast. No, we're having a cider break. Not a beer break. We're a having cider a cider break. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lauren, before we go, what would you rate your cider? Um. Well, I don't drink a whole lot of ciders, uh, but I really I really like a dry, apple-y cider. Uh, so I would probably rate this about a four. Wow. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Big fan of Saintly Cider. Uh, she drank Exodus from yes. Saintly Cider. Oh, yeah. I, I drank I, Exodus. It was a dry hopped cider, 6.9% <laughs> alcohol, and it was brewed with mosaic and citra hops. I actually read the bottle this time instead of just talking. I had Cornerstone from Saintly Cider, which is their, their main cider. It was good. I do drink a lot of ciders. At least I did. I don't, I don't not as much anymore. Um, it's, it's pretty middle of the road for me. I'm sure it's better fresh right from yeah, wherever they are. Yeah, they are. But, um, I would have to give it probably a three, just a solid three. Yeah, hey, that's still a good, good rating. Cause I've had way better ciders. Um, the, the, the one, the bottle I gave to you, the big bottle. Do you remember that? Uh, from a when? cider company. This was like two years ago. <sighs> Maybe. I know it's on your collection of well, it's not anymore i got rid of all my things all your things well i kept but, a few that you gave me but yeah i got that from brutopia and that was an amazing cider oh I oh I could, I um champlain was it champlain no it was a it was champlain. a crowd like a growler right yeah kind of yeah i kept all my growlers yeah that's what i'm saying i know it's still up there but well when i go get when i go get another yeah. uh cider i'll i'll look Lauren will sort through all of her garbage on her house. And, well, there's only like yeah. six of them left, so. Good. Good. You're a hoarder. All right. We're going to take a quick beer break. Cider break. Cider break. And we'll be right back. All right. Cider break. Go. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Tavor. If you don't know, Tavor is a craft beer delivery service that ships specialty beers right to your door. With Tavor, you don't need to bother with black market beer trades or scouring the store shelves for new and exciting product. With this app, you can browse through tons of specialty craft beer that you would not normally be able to find in your immediate area. And you know Tavor is great because they only work with independent breweries, which means you get only the best that the beer world has to offer. And how easy is all of this? All you have to do is download the app on your phone, create an account, browse through and select all the beers that you desire, and add them to your monthly delivery. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you order one beer or 300, Tavor will ship out your monthly beer crate for the flat rate of $14.99. Tavor also shares two new beers on the app every day, so there's always something new to try. So we're asking you, as fans of beer, download the Tavor app now. That's Tavor, spelled T-A-V-O-U-R, and get delicious craft beer of your choosing delivered to your door each month. Thank you, Tavor, for sponsoring this episode of The Brew Interviews. Be sure to pay attention to our Instagram, because we will be giving away four $25 gift cards towards your order on Tavor. Just follow the instructions in the post, and we will randomly select a winner. And to go with the four gift cards, Tavor has also given us our very own promo code. So if you are a new Tavor member, use the promo code BREWINTERVIEWS for $10 credit when you spend at least $25 on your first crate. That's promo code BREWINTERVIEWS for $10 credit. Cheers, everyone. Now back to the show. And we are back from our beer break. Unfortunately, I only have one cider tonight, so I came back with a beer. Ooh. That's what the show is about. I am drinking The Fens from Trillium Brewing in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh my god, that's so good. This is a 7% IPA. And Lauren, sounds like you've had it before. Yeah, actually, I had it with Steph, who sent me that beer. Um, Yes, thank you, Steph. I like um, it because it's the emerald necklace, which reminds yes. me. <laughs> per- okay, so I think I made that same joke before. The emerald necklace series is just when a leprechaun jizzes on your neck. Like yeah. It's not. For those of you that don't know what a pearl necklace is, um, <laughs> when a man and a woman l- love each other very much. He jizzes all over each other. <laughs> yes, it's when, you, it's when you finish around her neck and it's white. and it's. Anyway, right. beer is very good. <laughs> It is an IPA. It is amazing because Trillium can do no harm. Except for that one cigar garbage thing that I bought that one time. That was Oh, the mistake. like double black IPA or something like that? Yeah, that was that was horrifying. Metal, this is metal something? Black metal. Black metal, yeah. Uh, this is amazing. Juicy, but still has that IPA bitter bite to it. It's like, it's like perfect. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Trillium knows good. what it's doing when it comes to yeah, IPAs. Yeah, fucking do. Oh. And I actually, we had, uh, Steph and I had one of our friends pick us up their new collab with uh, Bissell oh, Brothers. Don't, don't spoil it. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I got it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Expect it on an upcoming episode. So if you want to hear it, keep fucking listening. Oh, I'm so excited for that beer. Oh, yes. Me too. All right. Um, Do you want to know what I'm drinking, Robbie? Mm, yep. Oh, good. So I actually looked uh, in my kitchen because that's where the growler is that you gave me for that cider. And it was uh, North Country cider. And it North just Country. so happens that I have a North Country cider right now to drink. Really? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So um, and it I've had a few sips of it and it is actually really fucking good. So yeah. I am drinking um, North Country Firestarter uh, and it is brewed or do you brew it? Ferment it? I guess you ferment yeah, because it's Ciders. fermented apples. Yeah, so if I've said brewed, like, just don't fucking yeah, listen to me. It's matter. fine. So this is fermented with uh, apple cider, pomegranate juice, habanero peppers, and cinnamon. Um, and it is 
fucking delicious. I'm always a little weary of things that are brewed with hot peppers because they are never as good as I want them to be. But you can absolutely taste the pomegranate juice. You can absolutely taste like that that sweetness that you get from apple cider, like that hits you in kind of like the back of the tongue. Um, the habanero peppers give it just a slight tingle like on your tongue, like a little bit of that heat. And then there's just like full, full cinnamon, but not like that fake cinnamon that you get uh, from mm-hmm. from some things. It's like actual like cinnamon stick cinnamon, and it is delicious. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. Hang on. <laughs> the the honestly the writing on this can is so tiny. I have my glasses on and I still am having trouble reading it. Uh, so this is five percent alcohol. Um, and I don't know where North Country is from. I think it's New Hampshire. Is it New Hampshire? Isn't it? I don't know. Hold on. Give me a second. There's like so much writing and it's so tiny. North Country, hard cider, recycle can, uh, gluten-free, North Country. Rollinsford. Oh, Rollinsford, New Hampshire. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew. I'm pretty sure I was like, I was like, this is New Hampshire because it's local, but. Fucking good job, North Country, hard cider. shit. Speaking of cider, we recently left off on the history of hard cider, but now it's Lauren's turn to bore you with her voice. And tell us how hard cider is made. All right. So roll um, the clip. Can we get like we need like a projector sound? Yeah. Like we'll do like a background like old timey. Yeah, I like it. This is how ciders are made. That was a <laughs> like good an intro. Old, I like, like it. An, like an I'm old, using uh, that. <laughs> like an old sex tape. Like an old uh, like health class. Yes. <laughs> or like the the like intro that. to Fallout. Like when they have the, that. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Today you're gonna learn about your working bodies and how they develop. Oh, dear. That's in, nice. a, in a film entitled, Why Is There Hair Down There? <laughs> I bet that that exists somewhere. It probably does. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so I was expecting to have to do a lot of research for this, but making cider is apparently very easy. Um, so if you're a home brewer, you can literally just go to the grocery store and get some fucking apple juice to brew this with. Um, janky toilet cider <laughs> <laughs> janky toilet cider so you can use apple cider or like so if you are if you are a home brewer and you want to just like go to the store and get some apple juice to brew it with make sure that it's a pasteurized and that it's not stabilized um and it's not going to say that on the on the bottle of fucking apple juice that you get but like if you see anything that's like sulfate sorbate or like benzate that's all yeah anything that's a preservative don't get that because that means that you're it not won't ferment. Yeah, it won't ferment so <laughs> it's it not gonna fucking it. work um and if you are using juice uh you're gonna have to get some yeast to put mm-hmm. into that to eat the sugars in it um That's easy. yeah so any of uh any of the yeast that you want to use depending on the type of flavor that you want in your in your cider you're gonna want to use like belgian yeast uh english ale yeast or a white wine yeast um because that's I don't know. That's what they use. Uh, but if you want to get a little bit more funky with your with your ciders, you can use things like a French saison yeast or like a rosale, rosalay, rosalay. I don't know how to say it. I think it's rosalay uh, ale blend, which is going to be kind of like uh, yeast that they use for sours. So it'll be it has like the bread of right? What the wild yeast? Yeah, sure. Um, but it's. 
it's more like it, it has like the if you listen to our sours episode it has like the are you pe- talking to me or the people the people <laughs> oh, okay. that's who i'm talking to robbie jesus like, I didn't listen to that one. <laughs> you, you were there for it <laughs> you're like yeah but i space out every time i fucking listen to your voice so basically so once you once you have your your apple juice you got your yeast you stick it in a jar and you let it fucking ferment <laughs> like like it's like wine basically yeah essentially um because the juice already has a bunch of sugar in it anyways. So when you add the yeast, the yeast is going to eat all that sugar. Um, and then when you try it after it's already fermented and you ferment it for like, de- depending on how dry you want it, about like one to two weeks or how big, however big your batch is. So if you're just doing like a gallon or so, um, just one to two weeks, it's fermented. Try it. If it's not sweet enough, you can back, uh, back sweeten it. So you can add... Uh, like a non-fermentable sugar like lactose uh, so then the yeast won't won't eat it and it won't convert it into more alcohol and it'll stay sweet or you can use things like maple syrup which is fucking delicious i would absolutely mm-hmm. drink a, a cider with maple syrup or you yeah. can uh use like brown sugar which is also something that i would definitely love to drink in a cider <laughs> you just you, you just want to drink that's all this is yes yeah. absolutely um or if you're going to use actual apples, you might not even have to use yeast because you can just use the like wild yeast that's growing that's just like naturally found on the skin of apples or like on apples. But if you if you get out, so it takes I think it's uh, 15 pounds per one gallon of cider. 15 pounds of apples per gallon? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. You just you're pressing it all the juice out, right? Yeah, so you want to like crush your apples or like cut them in half and then press them down and that makes cider. So th- there's apple juice which is filtered cider yeah. essentially. You have cider which is pressed apples and not filtered and then you have hard cider. But yeah, so then you just toss the fucking you crush your apples, you got your apple juice, you already have your wild yeast, you toss that shit in a thing and then you let it ferment. <laughs> If you want a more accurate way of how to do all of this, please go online, do your research. Don't let us dictate how your, your cider. Somebody's gonna die. Basically, like, I right, listen to Lauren. <laughs> basically, you just need a, a like a, a you need to sterilize a jug. Uh, and it would be like the same process as sterilizing uh, for beer. Yeah, sterilizing yep. for beer. You put your apple cider in there. You put your yeast in there. Sugar, if you want it to be more alcoholic. Um, and uh, ciders are usually between four to five percent. Uh, ABV, which is actually lower than the ciders that we were just drinking. Yeah. Um, but and then you let it ferment, and you can let it ferment longer, and it'll depending on how much sugar is in there, I suppose. But that's that's really it. <laughs> that's all there is it, to making cider. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now that the boring part is over. That's not boring. About, That's how you we're gonna talk about, make it. You're the boring part, not, how, not the process. Um, oh, fuck you. We're going to talk about some of the top-selling cider brands in the United States. Yes. I didn't really delve into like Europe and stuff like that because they're, they're much more into ciders than we are, especially the UK. I'd love to try some ciders from the UK. Yeah, well, I'm sure you have before. Um, one of them called Strongbow. Um, I've heard of Strongbow, but I don't think I've actually ever had it. I like Strongbow. is very good. I enjoy uh, Strongbow, but Strongbow is actually a subsidiary of Heineken now, so really? Heineken owns Strongbow. Yep, you find it; it's a decent cider. Um, the current leader in cider sales in the United States is Angry Orchard, 
which makes sense. They're owned by Sam Adams, right? Yep, Boston Beer Company. Mm -hmm. Yep, so they kind of overtook the market, which previously was held onto by Woodchuck. I was going to say, I would choose Woodchuck over Angry Orchard. Any day. I love Woodchuck. Woodchuck comes from Middlebury, Vermont. They are an independent company. Except their fucking pumpkin. Their pumpkin cider is gross that doesn't even sound good so i don't i don't want well, to try because, that. <laughs> listen i'm a white girl okay i like pumpkin yeah. shit <laughs> you, you, you basic bitch but apparently woodchuck had over i think it was close to 50 percent of the market share oh shit. back in the day and then as soon as angry orchard came out it just was a total opposite and now angry orchard has like 53 percent and woodchuck has like 15 i like wonder why i think i think on top of it being cheaper it was also more readily available throughout the united states as opposed to just woodchuck being smaller okay yeah. yeah woodchuck's great though where is wood who owns woodchuck, it, woodchuck. or is it oh so they're just, <laughs> well, i don't know yeah. <laughs> i said that they're out of middlebury vermont um oh they are and, holy shit yeah. i wasn't listening yeah, they're vermont based oh, you bitch. <laughs> uh the next biggest one is called johnny appleseed which i've never seen before i think <clears> i've <throat> definitely heard of that that's owned by anheuser-busch i was so gonna say are they, are they out of lemonster <laughs> Lemonster? Lemster? Lemonster. Listen. Leo Minister? I have pronounced it Lemster, <laughs> Leo Minster, and everyone I talk to from Lemonster is like, no, it's pronounced Lemonster, okay? Danny what will the, ream What the fuck do they know? They're from, they're from Lemonster. Lemon, lemon. Yeah, well, that's where Johnny Appleseed is from. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they're... Oh, wait, the actual Johnny Appleseed? Yes. Fuck that guy. All right, so yeah, he's owned you. by Anheuser-Busch, apparently. Oh. And then Miller Coors also got into the battle with their Smith and Forge Smith ciders. And Forge. That sounds familiar, also. Yeah, I've seen it before. I don't think I've ever had. Any yeah, of the big I brands. don't think I have either. Miller Coors also owns Crispin. I definitely have never heard of that. I have. I've had Crispin a few times, and I actually enjoy Crispin ciders. I have a feeling Miller Coors just kind of let them do their own thing and didn't bother with them too much. See, that's what you need. To do. Was it like a yeah. smaller company that they bought? Yeah, kind of like sure. a I'm pretty ba- sure. Uh, Ballast uh, point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's what they did because I've had Crispin before and it is it is pretty good and they make like pear versions and a Ooh. rose version like it, they just make good stuff. Yum. And then another one I've never heard of or seen is Magners, uh, which is an Irish cider, Irish style cider. I don't think I've heard of them either. Yeah, so they were originally owned by an Irish company, if I remember correctly, but then got bought out by somebody and now they're just making it in the U.S. I think. All right. I think it, it was. I was trying to read about them, but there wasn't a whole lot of information. Well, fuck it. Yeah, fuck you, Magners. Yeah, Magners. Mm. It reminds me of Magnums. Like the condoms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you know about Magnum condoms? Well, it helps keep the strap on clean. Oh. <laughs> That's disappointing to know that, like, Magnums are only probably being used for like that one percent of guys, and then the ninety nine percent of lesbos just trying to. Keep I know their they're strap really on marketing to the wrong like. I mean, they don't need to market. Everybody knows that they're just big, so you just go, "Oh, I need yeah. a big ass condom." I mean, I've never had that issue, but it, like, <laughs> cut that part out. Uh, uh, nope, leaving it right in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I buy magnum condoms said. all the time. Yeah, they're me just, too. Sometimes I have some in my bedroom right now. Actually, I think they... I have Durex right now. Sometimes they're just too small, right? You know what I'm saying? They're just no, I don't know, because I can't feel it on my dick. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Condoms stretch over, like, a lot of shit, and I don't have to worry about... Well, yeah. I don't personally have to worry about the base of my dick getting, like, yeah, fucking... You're not, wor- you're not worried about the tensile strength of yeah, <laughs> condoms. Yeah, no, I'm just... And I don't really 
care if it breaks because <laughs> next time next time you're with danny and you have the the, the magnum condom on the thing and it like he's like oh my god i think the condom broke i'm so sorry just like <laughs> i finished inside i'm you. definitely <laughs> doing that <laughs> just kill the mood like we can we can get rid of it if you want to like <laughs> and then you drive her to Planned parenthood how, how much do those cost? I should just like have that much in cash in my bedside table and just like pull it out and be like, don't worry, we can take care of this. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Ew, no, I would never call her babe. <laughs> it's a terrible Bullshit. I have, Bullshit. No, I don't call her babe. I hate oh, it. fuck you. I definitely it. heard you call her babe. Uh, nope, if you did, I, it, maybe it was out of jest, but I don't know. Nope, I don't call Danny babe because I hate that nickname. What do you call her then? Because I'm pretty sure I've heard you call her I call her, her boo. Oh, that's even worse. No, it's much better than babe. If people who call their suck. significant other babe, I just want to punch them in the face. I think we've talked about this before. I think that's really petty, especially considering you call your boo. That is the worst 21st century term in the fucking world. I call, yeah, but I used to call everyone boo. God, you're just a trash person. Yeah, I know. We've established this, Robbie. <sighs> yeah, How long we have, have we been podcasting? I'm Do you want to rate your, your cider before we go? Oh, this one is so good. I can't even. You go first. Ah. Uh, I drank the Fens, the India Pale Ale. I don't know what I was trying to say right there. Let me try it again. <laughs> All right. And take two. <laughs> Ciders are getting to him. Yeah, I know. I drank the Fens. It is a 7% IPA from Trillium Brewing in Massachusetts, the best company in the world on the East Coast. Because Great Notion has the West Coast covered. So. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I'm going there soon. Um, so this jealous. is an excellent IPA. Amazing. Like everything else they do, except for that black IPA. 4.25. It is Damn. fucking good. I yeah, I would agree with all that. All day. All day. Just juicy enough where it's not like part of that stupid juice craze. Because uh-huh. it still holds that, that like, true to bitter itself IPA hop. bitterness. Yeah. Yes, which I love. Mm-hmm. From, like That's why I like Stone so much growing up because it was bitter as fuck. And I was like, Grr. Yeah. Like so. if you want like a true, delicious, like to yeah. the name IPA, that one Easy is drinking. what you need oh. to be drinking. It's perfect. Yeah, thanks, Steph. <laughs> thanks, Steph. So again, I am drinking a uh, fire starter from North Country. Country? Yeah, North Country uh, Cidery. Hard Cider Company. Uh, fermented with apple cider, pomegranate juice, habanero pepper, and cinnamon. And it is just so good. And you, if you have sensitivities to like sulfates, it, this doesn't have any in it. Uh, I know people used to come into my parents' store and be like, I can't drink this wine. It has sulfates in it. So if you're looking for I kind of want to punch those people. Well, they can't help their insensitivities. Yes, they can. It's like people who say, I can't eat gluten. I'm like, I'm gluten intolerant. No, okay, no, you're well, just, if you've had you're like celiac disease, you actually can't eat gluten. <laughs> yeah, that's not gluten intolerant. <laughs> Listen, I can't eat onions. I'm onion intolerant. Because you're a fucking horrible person. I, Did so you I'm rate not, it yet? No, I can't decide, Robbie. It's just so good. Um, so it's it's much sweeter than the last beer that I had. Beer, Jesus Christ! It's oh, much. Oh, you got caught. <laughs> oh no! It's <laughs> it's much sweeter than the last uh, cider that I had. But the cinnamon flavor in this, I'm a, I love cinnamon. I'm a big cinnamon fan. It's just so delicious, and the tingle on the tongue that the habanero gives you, I would also give this a four point two. It makes sense that you would like that because you said you normally drop cinnamon fireball into a hard cider, right? Yeah, I guess it and does already make has sense. It. And yeah. and it's actually like a little spicy from the habanero. So like instead of that like fake like heat from cinnamon, like it actually gives you heat from the habanero, but it like gives you such a delicious like full cinnamon taste. Um, and the pomegranate juice, I think, just really helps sweeten it. Uh, 
So yeah, 4.2 for me. This is fucking delicious. Good job, North Country. All right, Robbie. So before we end this episode, if you were to ferment your own apple cider, what other ingredients would you add to it? Honey. You should know that. You should know that. Honey. Yeah, honey. I actually didn't think of honey uh, to add. I, I kind of pegged you as a maple syrup. Well, you uh, pegged me wrong. Of... That sounds bad. That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's yeah, not what I, I did. Meant. <laughs> Listen, I only know how to peg, right? Shit. <laughs> um, Keeping that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm editing this one, so. Oh, Unless shit. you want to. I don't know. Um, okay. I'll edit it. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, honey. Got, definitely got to be honey because I love anything with honey in it, so. Would you add anything else? Would it just be yeah. apples and honey? I like I like a cider to be. I don't mind a pear cider every once in a while, but I love just a basic white bitch apple. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess does. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, am I supposed to ask you now? Oh, okay. Gonna... Yeah, I... you don't have to. That's fine. I don't really. <laughs> Lauren, have what would you? What would you? Uh, what would you ferment your cider with? A uh, cake and ham. I like cake and ham with my cider. Well, actually, I was going to say maybe bacon because apples and bacon go really well together. I am one of those but... weird fruit and meat people. Ugh. Yeah, I am a fruit and meat people, Damn, Robbie no person. No wonder God people? looks down upon you. Me and all my personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because I'm a fucking homo, but... <laughs> Is this a good cue to wrap it up? I... <laughs> Before we yeah, get anybody right. else angry at us. <laughs> Yeah, I'd definitely <clears throat> throw maple. I would just want to do maple, a bunch of different maple ciders. And cider? actually, like... Oh, oh yeah. Yum. Uh, I actually might even try making my own cider because looking up how easy it is to make, like, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Yeah, you should probably do it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Maybe I'll check out the show. <laughs> All right, Robbie, wrap this shit up. Well, that about ends it for this episode. You can find The Brew Interviews on our Instagram account at The Brew Interviews or on Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under The Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thebrewinterviews and become part of The Brew Interviews family, just like these few people. Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, and Jess, thank you very much for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. Also, be sure to check out our Redbubble account and get some cool swag. You can just go to redbubble.com and search yes. the Brew Interviews shirts, pants, water bottles, whatever you want. Backpacks. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I'm real I, proud of the backpack. <laughs> you got it. I also want to thank Tavor for sponsoring this episode of the Brew Interviews. And be sure to use our discount code BREWINTERVIEWS to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. That's discount code BREWINTERVIEWS. Thank you very much for the Bruin Views. I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. Good night. This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Let's drink ciders with Robbie. <laughs>